When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high-quality meat cooked at home because... Let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high-quality, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code ETM to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Happy holidays. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money. I am your host, Shauna Game, and welcome to day nine of 12 days of holiday episodes. And, you know, money trauma is not a subject that is talked about a lot in the personal finance space. And I really think that is, it's such a crime to me because I believe we all suffer from some sort of money trauma. So this episode is just a great reminder of that. And also, uh, you know, how do you deal with money trauma? How do you not let it hold you back? How do you keep thriving? And how do you let go of maybe the money blocks or money situations that have really gotten in the way of your success? All right, let's start talking. Money trauma is something that can get passed on generationally. And I think when we go through trauma, we're trying to fill we're trying to fill a gap. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. 
There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Money trauma is really real, and you most likely have experienced some version of it in your life. Ever spend too much on something because it just makes you feel better? Ever feel stuck in the same money patterns as your parents? Ever hold on to money so tightly out of fear of just spending it or losing it? These are all examples of money trauma that our guest, Christina Foxwell, author of the new book, Glass Angel, says we all go through. Trauma is a thing that happens which um, makes you challenge your measure of worthiness inside. So how do you deal with money trauma and not let it get in the way of all the things you want to do in life? It's really tricky, but it can be done. In this episode, Christina will walk you through exercises to let go of that money trauma. She'll explain how to find your triggers that lead to spending money when you know you don't want to. And through her story, you'll learn how to face your money story head on to find healing and how to avoid feeling like your life is what she calls a shit magnet. This is one of my very favorite episodes. Let's start talking. Uh, I have so much that I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, I recently, the last six months or so, became a certified trauma of money specialist mm. and have done a really deep dive into the role that trauma plays in in our money and our success with money. And it is so powerful. And I know that yes. you're also really deeply interested in this, and it is kind of the basis Absolutely. of your of your book, Glass Angel, where you <laughs> you share your your transformation and your story and how it had an impact on your business and your finances and just your your yes. life in general. So, to get us started, you know, Christina, what role do you see trauma playing in in our money, and why is it important for us to explore this relationship? Look, I think. Firstly, I think trauma, money trauma is something that can get passed on generationally. Um, and I think when we go through trauma, we're trying to fill, we're trying to fill a gap in our, in ourselves, um, to feel better. And so spending can be a part of that. Or I'll even flip it on its head. Holding on too tightly can also be a part of that. Ooh. So, you know, I think as much as we want our money to work for us, our money has to work for us. Um, and so I truly believe based on the research and even in my own life. And, and, you know, for me, it's not, I'm not fixed. <laughs> I don't think there'll ever be fixed. I, um, I really have to understand my triggers and know when they're going to take over. And, uh, then I have to own how it has a relationship with how I use my money. Uh, and that's really, really important. And I also think that when we talk about the word trauma, it can be yes. really scary. And we don't, you know, it's not the the normal conversation to talk about money and trauma because money is already this fuel topic <laughs> filled with Absolutely. a lot of emotions, fear and greed and shame and all sorts of different emotions. So I think trauma can really be this this word that triggers us. But, you know, with money kind of always being the elephant in in the room, it's yes. really important for us to dive into it, even if even if it is scary, even if it does make us a little fearful. 100%. How do we start to uncover trauma? Like how do we recognize 
what that is and then where that is coming from. So I'm going to go back to my earlier statement. If I'm trying to fill something in myself to feel better and I go through bouts of spending, of course, that's, I mean, I love clothes, but, you know, go to the, oh gosh, (laughs) go to the shop and just go completely crazy, max out your credit cards, that euphoric feeling of being able to do that in the moment and then coming home and feeling absolutely sick to your stomach because you look at the stuff you've bought and you wonder, do I really need that? And then the part of you that's been, you know, kind of feeling satisfied goes, yes, you do, because I feel much better. Um, <laughs> it's giving you uh, like, a, like a high five, right? Like the, the yeah. good angel's like, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> yeah, you go for it. And then, you, you, know, you know, a month later, you're sitting with your bills and you're thinking, now, how did I do this? Like, or how am I going to do this? And then it just becomes a cycle. And so, I mean, if you're looking for the trigger points, you've got to look for the things that take you into a place where you know you're not the best of you. Mm. I have, uh, I don't know if I can use a, a word, so you might have to do this use if not. Any, okay. You can use any words. <laughs> uh, I, I have this t- term that I've been working with over the last few months called shit magnet, you know. And so your life goes into this spiral where everything bad happens because you just can't get on top of how you're working with it. And, uh, I mean, you can make a lot of money, but my goodness, you can owe a lot of money. And making a lot of money is not a, a sign of... Um, Good money management. Yeah, yeah. Or, or status or worth or any of these things that we, we would normally think on the outside, like, oh, if I only had X my life would be so much better. Correct. So I'm living in the future, hoping that my finances will prove that I'm good enough. And if I'm looking to understand trauma, and we all have it, I mean, just to your very point, trauma is like this word, like people go, oh no, that didn't happen to me. Or, oh, I've had the perfect life. That's not the point. Uh, Trauma is a thing that happens which um, makes you challenge your measure of worthiness inside. Something's happened that's made you challenge your measure of worthiness on the inside. And then it's an inside wrestle that no one can see. And these can be big things or they can be small things. It could be, it could be. So I worked with an executive and they, uh, a few years back and they had this incredibly hard time and then actually uh, just ended up in um, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. And I met them a while later because they were in the AA doing the steps and they just said to me, it was two things. A teacher had shamed them because they were so curious when they were little and made them stand outside because they asked too many questions in the cold and, you know, made fun of them in front of other children. They didn't even remember this until they had to do their therapy. And the other one was, you know, they had a family member that died that was close to them and both of those things created a gap that needed to be filled. And I would argue that we all have those gaps, right? Like we oh, all yes. have these these areas that, you know, we, yeah, we need to fill with something. Correct. And so uh, I'll, I'll share with you where it started really coming to light for me. So I love speaking to researchers myself and I love research books. Not that I like reading the research, but I like understanding the theory and then how it comes to life, how I can solve the human behavior issue. 
And Jill Stoddard is actually, she, she, she was working in San Diego. She's moved somewhere in the middle part of the US now where I think it's really, really cold and snowing. So I'm not sure where she's based right now. <laughs> Uh, but she's um, a doctor of psychology and I had her sp- speak to an audience of mine a while back and she had a book called Be Mighty and it spoke about having to overcome these gaps that we had in our lives. And I was like, that's the issue. We keep going to a place, and if we're talking money management, I keep going to a place where I need to spend in order to have that euphoric hit to feel better problem is it is momentarily and then it goes away so I need to feed it again and it becomes an addiction of not being able to work properly with my money I could we've all I mean I'm using that word very broadly right but it's the hit that I'm after it's a hit to feel good in that moment and I think that's the key thing if I'm looking for those hits but they short term then I need to get some support to start working through this piece because, I mean, we all struggle with my, I've not met one person who doesn't struggle. As I said, you either hold on too tightly or you, <laughs> or you sow it like wild oats in the wind, right? Um, but it's finding the balance of presence when you want to go into that moment. Um, tell me and about re- that. Tell me oh, about that. Oh, that is so powerful. Yeah. Yes. So presence is where, see, let me just rephrase this. When I'm going into that state of needing to feed the hit, so I'm out shopping and suddenly it hits me like I've got to buy everything I see. <laughs> um, my 76-year-old mother's living with me at the moment and she's experiencing grief for my dad's passing two and a half years ago. So when I take her shopping, she has to buy everything. And so I'm now having that coaching conversation with her saying, Mommy, I need you to be present with me in this moment. Do we need that? No, I want it. I know you want it. Can we talk about it? See. It's filling the gap. So what I talk about presence is recognizing that moment and recognizing it's something that's trying to uh, feed me and make me feel better on a past memory. Mm, right. Okay. Something that's that's lodged in there that we're exactly. not maybe like consciously aware of. And my mind has gone there. So what I've got to do is I've got to stand in this moment, breathe it out. Maybe sit down and instead of shopping, go for a coffee. Just sit in that moment and say to yourself, what am I feeling? What am I feeling right now? Can I, can I, can I release the fear? Because it is fear related. Can I release this feeling? Can I recognize it's happening? Can I sit here for 10 minutes instead of shopping like a frantic wild woman for an hour and uh, come home and hide all your shopping from your husband? Ladies, I've been there, right? So if I, uh, I mean, who, yes, I think if who doesn't? Yes, I mean, I, I can remember that from <laughs> being a young girl. You know, we would come in the house, and my mom would be like, "You take, take it straight it. upstairs. Don't show your father." You know, oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. You know, and then I, I, uh, um, in my first marriage, I divorced and happily remarried. But in my first marriage, I can remember when he would say things like, "Is that, is that new?" And I'd be like, "This no." had this for years. <laughs> and I'd think to myself, you know, I'm I'm a certified financial planner, I'm a money expert, I work with people. Why am I choosing to make those decisions? But it's just it's like such a powerful urge and when we're taught this at a young age or you like you said Thank the you. memory gets gets stored in you, it's almost like you you can't override it. It's very hard to do. 
And that's that generational trauma component that I'm talking about too. See, uh, I grew up the same. So let's hide it from dad, put it in the cupboard. If he asks, it's in the cupboard. Like we've had it for the last month. It's not, not new. It's just, it's been here for the month. You've just not seen it, right? <laughs> so in a way, that's not lying. It's, it's true. It has right? been in the cupboard. Yeah. It has <laughs> been in the cupboard. And you know, I think, look, it's, I think that's a, that's a book we should write about women, right? Um, and how we will, and this, the shame of coming home with that stuff. Um, and so maybe we've got to be shameless and as we're shameless, we can own what we're doing. So how do we, how do we get to that point? You know, if, if we don't have you, Christina, with us, you know, when we're online shopping or we're in the store, how do we do this work for ourselves? You choose to do, to work on yourself without shame. See, I think when I choose to work on myself, I punish myself and tell myself, well, if you don't fix that, you're bad. So I just want to remove that plaster that we try and put off that salve of pain to take away the bad behavior. That is not ever going to work. In actual fact, that's going to feed it. What I've got to do is start recognizing that I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to make an uncomfortable feeling go away. And I can work through this because I've got to start understanding what is feeding me to feel that way. So, for example, I experienced tremendous, tremendous trauma in my first marriage where I was given an allowance a week and then I was asked what I was doing with the allowance. Uh, and it was just allowance for lunch. I mean, I gave him my salary and I was always so scared to tell him I even bought a muffin for lunch. So I was so controlled that when I was no longer in that marriage, I was free to use my money but didn't know how to work with it. Which is and a story so, that so many people share. So many people, right? And then we get into financial issues. And the more we earn, the more we spend, the more we want to look good for the external world. And it's a continuous cycle. And then that shit magnet that I spoke about earlier kind of transcends into your life and you've got a circus happening, right? Um, I will say to you, I'm very blessed to be married to a chartered accountant. And we've really found our way together. Um, I always joke, he, I make the money, he helps us keep it. But actually being married to him and him being married to me, I think we've taught each other so much. But coming back to your point, he's taught me, he's taught me how to look at it differently. And he's, he calls out when my triggers have gone off. See, so for example, your husband goes, gosh, darling, have you, have you seen the credit card? It's like crazy. Instead of going, you vile human being, how dare you tell me that I've just spent my own money? Uh, maybe I've got to sit there and go, gosh, I'm really uncomfortable right now because you're calling out something that I can work on because if I don't work on it, the gap never gets full. I don't heal. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So, how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, Honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. 
So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news... Well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps, but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And I feel like you, money is just this ripe subject because it is this primal need that we all have. And there's so I many mean. stories that that we are told and that we that we just pick up through media and social media and watching movies and all of these things about the role that money should play in our lives. And you were talking about how you can easily go into this place where you are blaming yourself. Like I should have totally. known better or I shouldn't have. Why did I do that? Mistakes. Exactly. And it just keeps the, the cycle it feeds going. It. 
Yeah, and it feeds it. To to just, I I love what you're talking about because it's it's this word I share a lot: intentionality, and Mm -hmm. you know, being mindful with your choices. I mean, I share all sorts of little silly tricks that I picked up on the way. You know, one of the ones that I do because I can spend a lot of money online shopping is I Mm -hmm. set a 24 hour rule. Like I have to. (laughs) leave it in my cart for 24 hours, sleep on it, and then come back and say, okay, what of these items do I actually really need? And I usually end up either getting rid of everything or everything but you know one or two items. But I at least have given my brain some space to think about it in, in, a, in a way that isn't so fueled by immediately filling those gaps. So I always tell people, you know, like, find what works for you whatever it is, if you need a friend that you call or you set a rule like this, or you need a mantra you write or anything, just something to to help kind of, you know, jog your brain out of those moments and reassess, you know, okay, what do I actually really need? What is actually going to really help my life here? Well, I want to second what you've done because that's what I do now. I load the cart and it just hangs there. And that loading the cart makes me feel happy. Yes. Right, without pressing me. checkout doesn't make me always feel happy. I just want to load the cart, right? Um, but you're hundred percent right. I think we've also got to recognize that it's a habit that we formed in order to fill the gap. Mm. So we learned it. We've learned it even from a very early age. Absolutely. Uh, I share this that that you're. This, the scientific studies show that your your money personality and it's wrapped up so much in thoughts, feelings, beliefs, all of those things are Absolutely. formed by the age of seven. So if all of that is as has gotten somewhat cemented from an early age, you know, when you by the time you get into adulthood, I think most of this just feels natural, right? It feels weird to kind of go against it. It feels weird. So I've got to shift my habits. And I've got to stop the dopamine hit I get from those moments because I can actually find a different way. So I want to go into a bit of positive psychology here, if that's okay. Let's do it. So if I am always looking for my life, looking at my life for what it isn't, I'm going to have to feed it so that it can become what I want it to be. Okay. So for example, oh, I've got to have that dress because I have to look 100 million bucks at that event. Or, um, oh, my God, they've got to sale. I've got to buy it all because I'm going to feel so good when I wear all those things. I don't know, whatever it might be. So I'm living in a state of, firstly, filling the gap, but secondly, um, looking at my life for what it isn't. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to feel better for what it isn't. If I can shift it and start accepting my life for the beauty that it is, Start accepting myself for my imperfection. Start loving myself. Maybe start speaking to someone if I've really got these big things that keep, sh- if I'm a real shit magnet, you know, everything I do just turns to absolute crap and it just hits me in the face every now and again. Well, this is an opportunity. Please don't stay, don't stay in that cycle. Speak to somebody. Find somebody that gives you compassion. And that helps you unpick some of those threads that keep showing up and keep creating chaos in your life because that you can shift, you can grow, but it's called healing. That's what it's called. It's called transforming. And you have to choose you. 
you're not trying to choose a different you. You're trying to choose the you that's already deep inside, below all the chaos. Um, and you're right. When we have a look at when we're formed and we look at, you know, childhood trauma that happens, we're perfect when we're two. My grandson is two and a half. Yes, I have a two and a half year old now. I'm almost 50. If no you way. It. No, I promise you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, He's two and a half and he's so innocent and he loves dinosaurs and he's curious and he's beautiful. And I look at him and I always want him to be curious and beautiful and, 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 and a little bit stubborn, maybe less stubborn, but that's okay. Cause that's also part of who he is. But you know what's going to happen, right? He's going to go to school and he's going to go into communities and he's going to have to start learning how to navigate, which isn't wrong. The problem we have is people shame us into being what they need us to be. And so those are all the things that then start eating away at what we've got to fill eventually when we're adults. Now, do I have a quick fix for you? No. Do I have the perfect way for you to work with your money? Breathe it in. Like I said, if you want to go, if you're out and you want, and you've got that itch to shop, go and have a coffee with yourself. Put some classical music or, I don't know, hard rock or whatever works for you in your ears or praise and worship if you're a Christian and just sit there and just be peaceful. Just wriggle your toes like mad in your shoes. Get so present. Feel the warmth of that coffee cup in your hand and breathe out that feeling. That's just coming up in you that needs to be filled. And then I'm going to ask you to be curious. Go and sit, sit and write, what is the trigger that sent me to shop? What is the trigger that sent me to shop? So my trigger often is relationships because I've had such traumatic relationships with men in my life. So if my husband and I have a tiff about something and I, and I can feel it come up for me, he's not the person coming up for me. What's coming up for me is the trauma I experienced as a little girl of five. What's coming up for me are some of those triggers. And so I can never remove the story. I don't want to. But what I want to do is I want to remove the shame around my story so that when that trigger hits me, I can recognize what it is, breathe it out, know that when we have an argument about the kids who are now adults, um, I can just get peaceful and I don't have to go into a state where I'm trying to make myself feel better by shopping the nice platinum Amex card till it's barely breathing, you know, and then I know I've got to pay it next month and then I'm in deep, deep, deep shit again, right? And then the cycle of conflict in my home just keeps, you know, multiplying. I can stop that from happening. It doesn't mean I don't have to go and shop, but I can shop for two things versus 25. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. Yeah, you you talked about um, in an article recently on median.com that I was reading as I was kind of prepping questions. And you share a bit of your story and then then the trauma that you've been through. And um, you talked about this idea that that a therapist once said to you that you carry too many painful stories and that you have to let them go. And I want to talk for a minute about this idea of not trying to outrun your story, you know. Um, I'm a big fan of of really diving into money stories and you know, trauma is definitely kind of at the at the core of that. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about yes. like through your own story, how how you learned that it's that it's you know, it, it it's it's good to embrace your story, I should say. Beautiful. You know? I've got two stories I want to share that gave me such pain um, around not having enough, which then when I had enough, I wasn't looking after it. So let me start, right? So my little girl and I were, I was raising my daughter on my own. She was, it was after my first divorce from my um, domestic violence partner. And we were living with my granny because, of course, if you didn't know how to work with money, you don't know how to work with money. So I had a boyfriend who stole my credit card. Uh, my my bank card and drew all money out so I couldn't pay my rent. I mean, honestly, did I talk about shit magnet already today, right? Um, <laughs> and so I ended up having to live with my 80-odd-year-old granny on her uh, built-in porch. Uh, my my belongings were just scattered everywhere in her tiny apartment. I'm so grateful for Evelyn Christina Salias who took me in. I have to say that wherever – I know she's gone to be with God, but I'm so grateful for her. But it was a very traumatic time in my life because there wasn't much money. I mean, I had nothing. I had everything. I had a good job and a car, but the petrol, it was just nuts. It was one of those crazy times. And my granny and I had $10. I'll just use this. It's 10 rand. It's not going to be $1. So that doesn't make sense. But say $10 left for the week, right? And it had to buy bread, milk, eggs, just the basic stuff for us to kind of survive on. And I was loading my granny into the car, loading the baby into the car. She was two and a half. She's now 27. And I had this money in my hand and the wind whipped the money out of my hand and it was gone. No. Now the three of us are sitting in the car, tears running down all out. Well, the little one was just screaming because she was like, like that, but my granny and I. And you know what my granny said in that moment to me? She said, maybe someone else who finds this needs it more than we do. That, yeah, that, those words really matter in that moment. Don't they just? Because I was like, how much more can hit me in this moment? Um, and that was one of those things that created trauma for me. 
you know, my little girl standing at the till when I'm checking out and I said to her, we only have money for bread. And she stands there. And this was a few years later, actually, which I, I was in that cycle of shit. Okay. And she's standing at, we're standing at the till and I said, we only have money for this, Carolise. And as I turned back, she, she, she howls. I'm hungry. And she's not hungry. She wants a lollipop. So, but I'm so ashamed at our financial situation that I shoved the lollipop in her mouth to get it to stop screaming. And the last story I want to share was the, probably the most traumatic Christmas I had with her. I had so first husband married him again after that crazy incident that I mentioned to you. He abused me worse the second time, got out of that relationship, started a relationship with someone who I thought would be a wonderful partner. And after two years, we'd built a home. He asked me if I could move out because he no longer loved me and my daughter. I was expecting to get engaged and he um, he swapped me in for a younger model, as they say. And, um, and I had nothing and I had to rebuild my life. And that Christmas, my parents came to visit. They, they also had nothing because they were just uh, preachers in the community. And so there wasn't money for anything but food and preparation for my daughter to start school. So in South Africa, you start school in January, not through the middle of the year. So I wrapped her school shoes and her school books and pencils for Christmas because I didn't have money for a Barbie or a... Oh, yes. And as a mother, I remember lying in the room sobbing, thinking how, see, shame, how pathetic I was to not even be able to give my daughter a toy for Christmas. But I want to share the gift with you here. See, I'm looking at my life as a gift, right? She unpacked those presents and was thrilled. She had those school shoes. I couldn't get them off her blooming feet for about two weeks. She was like, every day, school shoes. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to wear them the whole year. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so thrilled by her books and her pencils and and now I must tell you, Christmas, we do go slightly overboard. It's where I give us permission to um, go for it, <laughs> to go for it. And I recognize I probably should go for it less. That I need to start working on that story. But you can't outrun your story. And so what I learned in order to heal, to be better, and I, the more I've done it, even in my business, I can see that finances are coming in and we can create multiplication. We're using it wisely. Is I've got to look at my story and remove the shame by looking and believing it looks different because it's only really, and you know what, if people want to judge you for being, I've been married several times. If they want to judge you, that belongs to them. They have not walked your story. Accept your story with love. Accept that you did in those moments the best you could with what you had. Accept that your parents teaching you these crazy behaviors of hiding your <laughs> Your shopping did it because they were suffering from fear and shame and trauma in there. And that probably came down how many generations, generations right? right? Yeah. So when I start accepting my story, I take the shame out of it. And that shame is the pain that I'm trying to numb that creates the gap that I'm trying to fill. It's so, it's so powerful. I think it's really easy when we're talking about money to overlook this component and to go straight to the numbers. And, you know, I, I used to work with people, they made all sorts of different amounts of money. Yes. And I would say that 
they're not creating change. Like what, what is happening? They have the plan. They have the numbers. It's not the numbers part. But, but why are they it's not the changing anything? And so that's when I became really fascinated with, with mindset work and behavioral side of money and everything that we're talking about here, because I saw that is like the, you know, the gold star in the sky. That's mm-hmm. the place that people actually create change from. And so, you know, I hope everybody that's listening really is is letting your words, you know, sink in and your inspiration because it is so powerful. I know you wrote this amazing book, uh, Glass Angel. Tell Thank us you. a little bit about the book and kind of how this came to fruition. So it's my fourth book, but I've always been, I've always been toying with the idea of writing my story. When I was still stuck in my shame, my story, every time I started writing, it came out as angry and bitter. So it never flowed out of me. As I've re- I mean, I started doing this work 10 years ago. Um, but about seven years ago took a massive speed. And then I think it's just, it's, I think the more you grow, the more you evolve, it just, it just happens, right? The more you do the work. And, um, I was doing mental fitness work as a, and I was a coach and I was like, God, this is really taking me to that next level of climbing my mind, changing my neural pathways, shifting my beliefs. It's amazing. And in this work, I had to do the work of loving myself. Now, when I run this with people, do you think people want to write themselves a love letter? You're kidding, right? No. Who's going to do that? <laughs> uh, do you think we can get people to stop the negative narrative they have with themselves? No, but my family have been my inspiration. So my daughter listens to, listen, used to listen to me. She's, and she used to go, gosh, mom, I wouldn't speak to me that way. I wouldn't speak to you that way, the way you're speaking to yourself. That's so hard. And so as I did this work and I felt my life transforming, I said, well, I've got to share this because my story is my gift. And I've been playing with the glass angel because I used to feel I was broken. And anyone that's gone through trauma where people have judged you and it's been awful, you always feel like you chipped, you know, you're just not perfect the way other people are. No one's perfect, so that's the gift I give you. (laughs) We're all broken angels in our own way. Some of us just don't acknowledge it, right? But the, the story has three parts to it. The first part is an analogy because of my work with acceptance commitment therapy and that I've really seen in using analogies. And it's about how this angel gets broken and how her, she goes through life making money and becoming famous. And, but that never takes away that feeling of pain and shame because it's tied to her. And she meets this amazing angel named Love. His name is Ava's Love. And this angel shares with her that we're all on this journey of transformation and if she can forgive and if she can release and look at her life differently, her story will come together and her wings will be magnificent and she'll be called to help other angels. And so it's a beautiful analogy. It's strange for people who think they're just going to read my story and they're going to read that first. You know, they go, what what crazy thing am I reading here? Um, and then hopefully it hits them at the at the end. And then we go into my story and I share how I was molested at the age of five how I went through all these traumatic things that just kept eking and eating away at my worthiness and my feeling of self-worth and how I was judged and shamed throughout the journey, both from what our religious beliefs were right through to getting married, you know, being abused, going through the cycle. 
and how my healing, as I looked at all of those things, I teach people and I want to teach you out there how to look at that specific story from a place of love and acceptance. Because you see, if I can't accept my story, I don't accept me. If I try and outrun my story, I'm trying to outrun my worth. And then I'm wanting other people to impart in me my good enough measure, which isn't their job. It is my job. Wow. I mean, <laughs> we have we have talked about so much. We have covered so many just amazing tips and exercises and things to think about. Christina, you know, what do you want everyone listening? If you could highlight one thing that you want us to really remember about owning our story and recognizing trauma and moving past it, what would you want us to remember? We all have a story. That's the first thing. No one's life is perfect. We all have a story. When you embrace your story with love, the peace you generate on the inside and the generosity you give yourself becomes what you give other people. Your life transforms. You get out of that, sorry for the word, shit spiral that keeps hitting you. You break the cycle and we can all do it. It just takes the willingness to find someone to sit with because you do need to find someone. So if it's a good coach or if it's somebody who will hold your story while you're looking at it with love, it's important. I think the biggest takeaway for me is that Christina truly believes that if you think your life is a shit magnet, you can actually change it. It can change for the better. And she says you can change it by being who you are are. You don't have to stay stuck in money trauma and patterns that just don't serve you. I am a money trauma expert and every day I am still honestly working through my own shit magnet mentality. So this is very real for me too. I hope this episode really helped you just as much as it did me. You can connect with Christina on her website at ignitepurpose.com.au and her book is available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And the audiobook is going to be coming out soon that Christina actually narrates. So, you know, share this episode with someone who may be thinking they're a little bit of a shit magnet to you. <laughs> Give them some release and help them help them find their way through money trauma. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to Christina, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. <music> 